Good morning, good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana with another episode for this week of Zen Miracles for Your Everyday Life. Every day, every week, every week another day comes for, to do the podcast. And the title for today's episode is Don't Take the Bait. I love that title. What does it mean? Don't take the bait. It comes from a quote by a wonderful Zen teacher, Sawaki Roshi, who said, sit facing the wall without bait. I've always loved that statement, without bait. Don't get hooked. <laughs> we get hooked on bait of all kinds. And what do we, when we're facing the wall, we're of course facing ourselves. We're not looking out, we're not looking for something, we're not looking away. We can't look away, but it says without bait, don't get hooked. And that assumes somehow that if we're looking all around out at the world, all the many, many views, all the many, many phenomena that come to us and leave, that is bait, we get hooked. We want more, we, or we don't want more, we fight it, we love it, bait, bait. So that concept of not getting hooked, actually I've heard it said that Zen itself, I want to give another look at the actual practice. Zazen itself is not meditation. It's not meditation. It's a way of not getting hooked on bait and being free to be who you are. You know, it's for many, and there's nothing wrong with this, but it's just not what Zazen is. I'm making a distinction. For many, meditation is about becoming peaceful, becoming high, becoming loving, becoming blissed out, becoming one with the world. We have all kinds of descriptions and definitions of where this practice is supposed, in quotes, supposed to take us, and what it is, it's real, what it is for. And naturally, we conflate the sitting of Zazen with meditation because in many meditation practices, we're sitting still and it might look similar on the outside. Very important though, to know what are you really doing on the cushion? What is it you're doing? Just the way in our life, what are we doing today? What, what are we doing here? Well, when you get hooked by bait, that question goes, it goes out the window. You're just hooked. You're taken in by one person, by one idea, by one hunger, by one pain. We're hooked. We're hooked. And unfortunately, much of our life is about being hooked. So Zazen is about simply taking us off the hook. I love that. I just love that way of viewing it. It's very simple. It's very fundamental. And it's what happens when we sit without bait, without entertainment, without politics in the Zendo. I want to be the biggest, best one of all. I'm more enlightened than you, blah, blah, blah. I'm a senior student. You're a new student. All of those things, bait, bait, bait. So much of our life is about that, about being better than someone, about being more enlightened, smarter, bigger, taller, thinner, whatever. And that itself is what causes so much of the pain and some, uh, causes us not to actually be available and be present to life as it is. 
And also we don't bring out the best in others or in ourselves when we're hooked in that particular way. So when we sit, let's talk more exactly about this whole practice of not taking the bait. I'm going to go into it more deeply and how to counteract our fundamental inevitable tendency to get hooked. It's like fish. They're swimming in water, crying in thirst. These fish are swimming in water and yet they're crying in thirst. They're so thirsty, but they're swimming in the water. They don't realize they're swimming in water. And if a hook goes in, they take it. Actually, when you take that hook, you lose your life. That's why it's said that Zen returns your life to you. Actually, it's never been taken away. It's just the hooks that distract us and confuse us and pull us away from the great life that is always coursing through us and around us and giving to us endlessly, just giving, 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 giving. No end to the giving. Life gives relentlessly. It doesn't ask, are you good? Are you bad? Do you deserve it? Do you not deserve it? The moon just shines. The sun just shines. The wind just blows. Life itself gives, gives, gives. The spirit of mercy, of love, of gratitude, it just flows. It's up to you to get away from this bait, the bait of disappointment, the bait of regret, the bait of self-punishment, which is a big bait, the bait of guilt, of sorrow, of memories, memories, oh my goodness, especially in summer. Summer seems to be the time of memories, doesn't it? Especially in summer, memories return. And that is a great, great bait as well. Pull us into them, pull us back into another time. We compare that time with this time and so forth and so on. But the great flow of life is here right now. It's giving to you right now. It's abundantly available right where you are right now. So it's a great art, actually, to sit facing the wall without bait. You know, even a Zen teacher can become a great bait. We want their approval. We want transmission. We want to be someone in their eyes and, of course, in the eyes of the so-called world. Great bait. Unfortunately, very easy to get pulled into. So sad. So sad because we really miss the core of practice when we get pulled in in that way. We miss the unconditional mind, which is same as the unconditional life, which just keeps giving relentlessly to us. When, when we enter that unconditional life force, that unconditional mind, you know, we can forgive easily, we can let go easily. We can love easily, and we're really then in a state of great, great, great oneness with the best that life has to offer, which is itself. Life has itself to offer, and that's a great gift, although most of us don't realize it. We're fighting it. We hate it. We're trying to 
organize it. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to manipulate it. All of that is bait, bait, bait that we also are imposing on ourselves and on life as well. You know, I remember, very interesting, I remember many years ago, my teacher was speaking of the early days of his practice, getting organized, getting set up in, in a new land. And he met a monk, a young monk who grew older along with him. But he was met this monk here in this country. And what, he, what struck him most about this person is that whatever my teacher needed, he would go to the monk and the monk would say, yes, yes, of course, whatever you need, anything, anything. That was the monk's practice. Yes, to give whatever was asked for. Yes, yes. His life was about saying yes. He didn't say, what do you need it for? How much is it going to cost? What are you going to give me back? Which is, of course, something that we all always think. We always think, well, do this, does this person really deserve it? Do they need it? It's up to me to decide. Especially we meet homeless people as well. And of course, it's endless. It can feel endless. And we try to think, well, is this person really homeless? Do they really need something from me? There's a beautiful quote that says, this is from another tradition, says, just give, give fully. We are all false beggars in the eyes of God. We are all false beggars. What a fantastic, fantastic phrase that is. Because we think we're beggars, but we're not. We're living in a great abundant life, which is giving to us constantly, but we're begging anyway. We're begging. We've taken the bait. Once you take the bait, you really feel like a beggar. You feel like you must receive. Give me, give me, give me. And so this is one of the great teachings in Zen and, of course, in many traditions, which says, give no thought of receiving and you cannot encompass the reward. Mm, that's what that young monk was doing with my teacher. Yes, of course. Of course, take here, here. He had open hands. Now to really give, to really give, you just give. You're not deciding what this person going to give me back. Do they deserve it? Is it worthwhile? You just give. The way the sun gives, the way the wind gives, the way the air, we always have enough air to breathe. We, you just give. You enter that state of boundlessness and you just give without any thought of receiving. That's an incredible teaching. Now, these are actually the fundamental and very simple practices of Zen. Just they're simple. You, you know, a very dear person wrote to me this week. I love receiving your emails, by the way, very much. And he said he's enjoying this work very much. And he said, but he said, you know, I'm getting OD'd on Zen. And I had to laugh. I thought, oh my goodness, please don't get OD'd on Zen. Zen is the opposite of, of being OD'd. But I can understand what he was saying. I can understand. We can get OD'd, obsessed, and then Zen becomes bait itself as well. No, 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 no. It's nothing to get OD'd on, to get obsessed with. It's just the simple facts of life itself. 
and absorbing them, embodying them, living them. You know, when we say sit facing the wall, what we're talking about is really great simplicity. Great simplicity. Just sit still, face the wall without bait, without getting hooked. So many things want to come and hook us. Just sit facing the wall. And you know, another part of giving with no thought of receiving and the, the ultimate fruit of Zen practice of sitting quietly and letting things be and letting things go, another great important fruit of that is becoming congruent. We sometimes say becoming whole or becoming one. I, I, I would rather use another phrase right now and say becoming congruent, meaning doing what you say. You know, there are so many parts of us we're so split in many, 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 many directions and in many pieces within, sadly enough. So we'll say one thing and we'll mean it when we say it, but then our actions, we'll do something else. There's not that congruence. We haven't knit together somehow our words, our thoughts, and our deeds. They haven't come together because we're We've been kind of consumed by bait. So let's knit ourselves, or we don't do it to ourselves, but as we sit, we do, we automatically become congruent. We become one. We become less dispersed into all the places that we have found ourselves dispersed in. The other day, I heard someone who I respect very, very much very much giving a talk and he said certain things and they were wonderful things to hear and when you hear these things you feel really good you feel encouraged you feel inspired and then a few days later I saw that the person's actions were just the opposite of what they said I don't even think the person was aware of it at all just something else had taken over at the time that's so interesting because it's confusing. It can become disheartening. It can become discouraging. And we can say, well, what am I doing anyway, listening to these talks or sitting on facing the wall doing Zazen? But it's very important. Don't become discouraged by others. We're all growing together. We're all cooking in this great soup. There are moments of clarity, moments of beauty, moments of gifts. And there's moments of being hooked by the bait, being confused. It's very important to see it as a big tapestry so that we don't get pulled away and pulled off the cushion. Because that discouragement, that criticism of others, that disappointment, that is also bait pulling us away. How interesting. Now, this young monk that my teacher had met would say, yes, yes, to everything, to everyone. Yes, even to the confusion that we live with, he would say, yes, of course. What can I give you? How can I help you? He wouldn't discriminate in his giving between a person who was confused and a person who, seem, who seemed more clear. And I say seemed very carefully. Uh, I will close for today. And by the way, we, we, we always do a little exercise, so I, I don't want to forget that. We do a little exercise somehow or a little 
well, stepping stone or something to integrate this material with our lives. So I, I think a very, there are some wonderful practices right here that we talked about today. Sit facing the wall or whatever stops you. When there's a wall, it stops that mind from rolling all around. Sit facing yourself. Just sit down. If you can sit on the cushion, that's amazing. If you can't, that's completely fine too. Sit with your back straight and don't move wherever you may be. Even on the bus. <laughs> even on the subway. Just face the wall. Don't let the bait of life come and grab you away. That's a wonderful practice. And the other wonderful practice is just to give with no thought of receiving. No thought of receiving. Try it. Try it. I think you'll like it. <laughs> it feels really good. Because, of course, of course, when you give that way, the other part of that quote is, when you give that way, you cannot encompass the reward. Now, it's a little tricky to put that part in because then we start looking for a reward. But the reward is just in the giving itself without a thought of receiving. That is such a wonderful experience. That itself is the reward. So it was getting time to stop for today. I really thank you for listening. And I thank you so much for your beautiful emails and all the wonderful notes I receive from you. They mean a lot. And I love being in touch, as I say, every week. Our uh, website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com if you want to listen to the other podcasts. And my new book, Zen Play Instructions on Being Fully Alive is available now. And thanks to all the people who are really enjoying it. You could get it on Amazon. I think it's a lively book and I'm happy to share it. So again, uh, by the way, this Tuesday night, I'll be giving a Zen talk up in White Plains at the White Plains uh, Zendo at 7.30. So if anyone's up there and they're listening to this talk and they might want to come, please do. It's the Inesvada Zen Group at the White Plains Zendo. Russ Michael, Russ Mitchell, I'm sorry, I mispronounced the name a little bit. He's in charge, he's wonderful, as is his entire group. A lot of terrific people up there. So again, thank you so much for listening for today. So nice to be with you again. And I wish you a beautiful summer, a beautiful day, and I, I wish you moments where the bait just disappears. You're not taking the bait. You're just swimming in the great sea of love. And that's what it is. It's a great sea of love. Take care and be well. <laughs> <laughs>